Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean? Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. The Blast from Our Past Network. Hey, welcome back to Action Action on the BFOP Network. Uh, my name is John. This is the podcast where we watch all the action movies and we put them on our big list. Uh, with me as always is James. Hey. And Dustin. Hello. <laughs> and I guess if you did not catch, uh, we had an episode that came out uh, last Friday and uh, it was actually our new pre-game post show a pre-game pre-show <laughs> we don't necessarily know what we're calling it yet uh we're not we're not uh i think james dustin and i forgot we and, haven't uh, we haven't settled on and anything james, and james did something and <laughs> dustin and i weren't prepared right so. even though you had warning <laughs> um but yeah so we're just gonna skip all the the normal what did you watch and all that stuff? And if you if you'd like to hear what we what we did watch, uh, check out the that yeah, last along, episode. along with some games. And we're gonna jump right into our movie this week, uh, 2021's One Shot. And sir arrived ten days ago. We the only ones out here? Just us and our guests. A cell in Europe has been trying to build a dirty bomb. We traced it to DC. The detainees that come here do not depart until we've properly vetted. That's been a terrible mistake. We screw up and one of these guys hurts the homeland. It's all over CNN. Uh, Something's not right. On me. So, I mean, this movie is uh, an elite squad of Navy SEALs on covert mission to transport a prisoner off a CIA black site, Island Prison, are trapped when insurgents attack while trying to rescue the same prisoner. Indeed. So this is uh, directed by James Nunn, who I've never heard of. and Yeah, he hasn't done a lot. He directed a previous Scott Atkins movie called Eliminators, and he directed the last couple uh, Marine movies. <laughs> yeah, Marine the 10. Miz, Marine 5 and 6, I believe. Oh, working director. Yeah, yeah, he's out there. He's doing his thing. He's, but, I think he's got a lot of projects coming up. Yeah. Uh, no, he's got one. Oh. <laughs> oh, but it looks interesting. Jet Ski. Jet, jet Ski the movie. Jet Ski the movie. It's about time. Okay, a group of friends enjoying a weekend steal a couple of jet skis, racing them out to the sea. Out to the sea, yeah. They're in the sea. Out, 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 out okay. the sea. <laughs> Ending up in a horrific head-on collision. They struggle to find a way back home with a badly injured friend. While from the waters below, 
predators lurk. Oh, yeah, that can be fun. Watch out, jet ski coming to a jet ski. Uh, Netflix I probably come up with a better you? title than that, though, than jet ski. Well, coming no, to a Netflix would be pretty sweet. Like, Jet Ski the movie would be pretty dope. <laughs> well, we've had, like, Hot Dog the movie and Hamburger the motion picture. Yeah. <laughs> Why not Jet Ski the Just movie? Just a bunch of people who drive jet skis, and then they discover other people who drive jet skis. It's kind of like, um, in my head, uh, Waterworld, except for instead of being, <laughs> like, future dystopian water stuff, it's more like chill like early 90s like neon with all those like wave patterns you know that were really popular <laughs> yeah i mean to me when i think of jet ski the movie it is uh everyone has a jet ski even when they're on land they have jet skis oh i see that's i'm into, I think that. I'm into so <laughs> like there like people it. are cruising around on the road with jet skis what if and they don't explain it <laughs> Whatsoever. No explanation. <laughs> I was thinking more it was like when they were on water, then the jet ski would carry the person. And then when they're on the land, the person would have to carry the jet ski. Uh-huh. And they were like swapped. Wow. Right. James, why'd you pick one shot? Um, there was some chatter on Instagram about it. And uh, it must have been that that guy Christian was talking about it. How was he? Uh, he got into my brain and he's like, Hey, you should check it out. You know, I feel like we kind of do this where we're like, Oh yeah, we should cover that on the show one day. And it's like, we just don't, we never get around we to never, it. Like jujitsu. Oh yeah. Like we were going to cover Cage one. Yeah. Jujitsu. But we just, I think Wes was going to pick it for one of his Patreon picks, but he changed his mind. But we just never did. And I, and I figured, like, one shot, it's a unique concept of what they were trying to do, like, something different. So, yeah. you know, and I like Scott Atkins, so I was like, you know what? If I don't pick it now, I'm probably never going to pick it. So let's do it. Let's, let's just fucking it. do it. Get it over with. <laughs> get it over with. Well, not get it over with, but you know what I mean. Oh, I'm looking at this jujitsu movie that I forgot about. And I'm pretty sure, so when we started watching, when I started watching the movie, at least, all of a sudden, a little logo pops up. And who is it? And it's the chicken soup for the soul. Jesus Christ, I was going to bring this up. Like, I was like, what? Yeah, so I, I was went, confused. What is I was confused. Oh, okay. so I went, I, uh, did, I, did I get the wrong movie here? No. So I looked into it. And yeah. they, because, okay, so backing up. Um, this is from Chicken Soup for the Soul Productions. Yeah, backing up. I was thinking I have all these tabs open about these different kind of movies that they've made. So they bought up, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of the podcast I was listening to where they talked about um, Joe Dirt 2. Okay. Joe Dirt 2 came direct to video. It came direct to video. It was the first direct to video production, a quote unquote, and it was put on Crackle. Right. Crackle, the uh, streaming. The, it was type the Crackle thing. original. Later on, Crackle kind of went under. Turns out, Chicken Soup for the Soul bought yeah. Crackle. Right. Crackle. They also, and they also own the popcorn one, right? Yeah. Do you have them open there? No, no. I just was reading about it last night when I was like, they wait, own, Chicken Soup for the Soul makes fucking movies? Yeah. They own a whole bunch of stuff. So Chicken Soup for the Soul owns all of these. And Jiu-Jitsu is a mo- another movie that they own another oh. production company. Oh, they did that so, one too. Yeah. So they own a production company or a distribution company called Screen Media. Right, I, I was reading this. So and they're screen, deep in the game here. Oh, they are we sleeping on chicken soup for the soul here? <laughs> so they've done a whole. They've done the void. 
Oh, the void is under them. Yeah, like I had a okay, whole but at least it didn't. I was at least gonna, it didn't pop up like, oh, before the void, chicken soup for the soul productions. That would really like throw your mood. Yeah, when you're just watching a horror movie. But that's what it, it might. It did it for this movie. So I was gonna have. I was gonna suggest a game at the end where I was gonna read some <laughs> some movies that have been distributed by. Yeah, yeah, please. Chicken soup for the I soul. Hear, I want to hear these. And you could uh, tell me if you're interested or not. <laughs> It's so bizarre. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "I don't what what reality is this? What what's going on here?" Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Like, they just are a big media conglomerate, right? And they yeah, just have so bought up all the other interests, including this so movie making. So it's genius. Yeah, it's great. Now they so do they have a streaming chicken soup streaming? <laughs> oh, it's coming. But t- we'll talk. Well, about they have the- cat. They have crackle and popcorn, which I think are both. Yeah, sort we'll, of- well, I don't know about that. We'll talk about it at the end. When okay. I- um, yeah. Okay. So James, talk about why you picked this movie, and now we've gone back <laughs> oh. off of our tangent. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I picked yeah. it because you know you heard about it. We needed to do it. We need Scott to do it. We need to do more Scott Atkins. Yeah, and I and I like the idea that it it's one continuous shot. And yeah, I like kind of how I'm a sucker for that. How they were going to do it. So, um, I did see a, a video like when it first came out I watched like a YouTube video of like the behind the scenes how they were talking about how they were doing it and oh, okay. it's it seemed pretty interesting I was just like yeah I mean let's go I, I, lo- I love that let's idea do right? it. A, a full length action movie the whole gimmick of which is that it's done in one take right I mean I don't think it's legitimately one take I think you can see a oh few, really I think you can see a few spots are you where calling they... chicken soup out <laughs> chicken soup <laughs> <laughs> fucking liars fucking liars <laughs> uh, I think there's a few spots where you can tell where there was a cut but it, but it doesn't matter like that doesn't really matter to me because the effect is the same like yeah you still, oh yeah yeah you still have that fast-paced kinetic energy that's the intent of doing something like this right well well, it's like that other movie. What What's the movie where... Well, there was that War Moon 1917 yeah. from a couple of years back. Yeah, um, so that one, like there's tons of cuts in that mm-hmm. one, but it's kind of similar yeah, concept. Yeah, it creates the feeling yeah, the feeling. watching one take. Yeah. And uh, the Bird, Birdman with Michael Keaton was like that as well. Did you like Birdman? I really liked Birdman. I did too. Yeah. Birdman. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Does he fly at the end? <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to find out. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> For a while. <laughs> <laughs> For a little while. Uh, but yeah, so one shot, yeah, they, it, I mean, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't have the production value of 1917 or Birdman. Uh, we're talking about a different level of filmmaking here. It's a DTV kind of thing. Um but at the same time, like I, you know, I, don't, I haven't looked up what the budget is on this movie, but it's just like um, I wonder how long it took to film too. Well, I imagine you got to do a lot days, of. I think is that it? I thought it seems I like it. you got to rehearse yeah. so much to do well, something. I, yeah, that's, totally. There's a difference between filming and rehearsing, though. For sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I might have just made that up, but I'm pretty sure I read that. Okay, let's go with that. We'll sure, do. why not? Maybe he's like chicken soup. He's just full of shit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, uh-huh. chicken soup for the soul uh, allowed you to see this movie, bud. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to see what else they've got in the in the works. Uh, oh, they, they got a few things in the hopper that would interest you. <laughs> in this, in the pot. Um, yeah, I don't know. So where do we start with this? I mean, just I guess at the beginning. Yeah, you pretty much start at the beginning. You. 
kind of get just dropped into this. You're, you're coming in a helicopter. Um, and you get dropped into, uh, not dropped into, sorry. You land, you get off. It, you're looking for a prisoner. You know, there's an FBI agent that's being, uh, what's the word? Well, she's, a, she's like a CIA analyst. Uh, yeah, and so it's they're they're escorting her, this team of SEALs. Uh, Ashley Green, who plays Zoe Anderson in the movie. Uh, she's been in a few things. She's apparently in all like the Twilight movies. Um, she was in another Scott Atkins movie called Accident Man, which uh, we should we got to do some more Atkins. Well, he, uh, like how many movies does this guy have? Like he's got lots. He's got so many. Yeah. He uh, well, he's in, and you know, most of them are these DTV kind of things. I did hear that he's going to be in a movie with Frank Grillo. Okay, that's, that's coming cool. up. I, so that sounds interesting. Yeah, I just saw that today. So nice. Um, definitely interested in that. He is definitely the best part of this movie to me, Scott Atkins. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I think he's the best part, but uh, I mean, shout out to the his three. His marine guys? Marine guys. Those guys are really good. Um, I looked them up. I don't think any of them had been in anything real. One guy had a voice acting role in something. Okay. But I didn't... I just looked on IMDb, but they, those guys were not act, actors, but not... Well, I'll say this. Their, their acting was the least bad in this movie. Uh, yeah, Ryan Felipe <laughs> looks like he was green screened in. And <laughs> and his assistant is possibly the worst actor I've ever seen. I mean, Ryan Felipe is fucking bad in this movie. Yeah, he's bad, really bad. Yeah, I honestly, that's what I mean. It feels like he's not even. He's not on set with them. Not, it feels like he's not there. <laughs> well, it's like he's in a different movie. Yeah, I watched uh, it and bizarre. I, I was like, I told, I was talking to somebody else, and I was like, I, it's like they flew him in, and he was in one day. And he got, he's bang, That's, bang, bang. That is entirely possible. That's what it feels like. Or maybe like somebody else was supposed to play that part and they couldn't do it or something. And they were like, oh, let's grab, let's get Felipe in here. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know the lines. Ah, just say some, just, fucking just say whatever. shout because you're angry <laughs> about stuff. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So they're going to this black site that's like, a, you know, off the books sort of. Yeah. Torture detainee. Uh, terrorist place and then like an Abu Ghraib kind of thing. Yeah. So in seeing that, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, like, is this even relevant anymore? Like, I just feel like this, well, I mean, this they, type they, they of have movie, that line about how they're getting shut down because the new president is interested in domestic terrorism. Right. Uh, right. I, and I did pick up on that, but it's just kind of like this style of movie or like this concept. It's just kind of like, came out in maybe the 2010s. Yes. Well, yeah, because it feels like an episode of 24 or something. Right? Yeah. Like it's, it feels kind of dated in terms yeah. of its... Yeah, that's, I was going to agree with you. It it's, uh, it felt like, if if it wasn't, I don't know, was it so sloppy that it felt like a, like written to actually kind of be that right-wingy kind of thing? Like it, it's popular? Well, I'll, I'll, the politics are murky at best in this, I'd say. Like, it definitely seems to lean a bit right. It, it, but I don't think it's I, like... I, yeah, I'm not here. I, I'm not trying to politicize about the it, really. movie. But I did... I, I, at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is a... It feels dated, like you said, James. But they mentioned how he's been, like, holding a grudge for the whole time. And then it turns out, you know, the other guy was holding a grudge against his... It, it, it was just really sloppy filmmaking. 
I, it just feels like it's so far removed from 9-11. I, and I think she even says, like, you know, we're trying to prevent the next 9/11. the next 9-11. Right. Yeah, that happened like 10, 15 years ago. You were <laughs> right. trying to prevent it. You're just now trying like, to prevent, prevent it. <laughs> so uh, that's why I just like it doesn't seem relevant. But well, in the script, like there is a situation that's unfolding at this moment. And so they need to f- get this guy who's being held right. here because he has information that will help them stop this from going down. Right. Um, and, and then we meet this guy. He's being tortured. He's he's not he doesn't seem like he's really a, a terrorist type of guy. Uh, and he's always protesting his innocence and stuff. I mean, as soon as he started acting like that, I'm like, this guy's a psycho. This guy definitely. <laughs> well, I don't even think it's fair to call him a psycho. No, where where he he's like so good at acting like he's innocent. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's a liar. <laughs> right off the bat. I guess. Yeah. I I thought the it was gonna turn out that the CIA operative was the was bad. Was bad. Yeah. Was that, gonna, I was getting that vibe too. Was gonna knife him. Oh, I didn't think or she was going to knife him, but I, think, was gonna, like, I was thinking like, oh, they're here to like illegally take this guy away or something. Yeah. I thought Ryan Felipe was going to be the bad guy. Well, he also seemed like he could have been a bad guy. And because the way they were setting him up, mm-hmm. it just seemed like. But it just seemed too obvious. Like he's like, he's just rail. He's trying to like. Yeah, I know. Prevent but them from it's taking too, him. It's too obvious. But then he's just like, hey, let's get out of here. And <laughs> like, and then he just dies. <laughs> well, he doesn't die, though. Did he not die? No, he's no. at the end. He lets him go. Yeah. He oh, come, he right. Comes to yeah, at the end. Fast forward, he tries to kill the terrorist guy at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, it, this movie's really not about the politics, I guess. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you want to enjoy this movie, you're going to have to not care very much about the plot or yeah. the characters which, uh, or the actors. Yeah, uh, which I, is exactly how I went into this movie. I started this movie thinking... Okay, I want to know how the fuck they did this. That's what yeah, I. I mean, that's the draw. Here, that's what right? I'm here for. Yeah, I didn't have high expectations going in, just because like I, I forgot that it was supposed to be one shot and all that kind of stuff. Um, but gets kind of like, right off the bat, it's like really going for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're taken right into that. I mean, we have this the slow sort of start where they're just setting up the whole base and showing you. You know, here's all these detainees and all the shit, the terrible shit that's happening to them. But then, you know, pretty soon these this terrorist group arrives at the gates and breaks in and shit starts popping off. And it really felt like you were dropped into like Call of Duty. Yes. It's like watching Call of Duty with better action and worse acting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was really hoping there was going to be a scene where the camera kind of go almost like it goes from behind to like first person oh yeah. where it's like yeah. you see the gun in the hands and it is like you're playing a video game i was that really been, hoping that been too much hardcore henry though right like, i no, but like they just did it for just for like a few minutes or for something. a few minutes and then yeah. they came back out of it i wonder just, if they were trying to avoid being like oh people are already gonna say this is too much like a video game or something so we should like who gives a shit back just off lean of in the beginning did feel like when it felt like uh like what are they non-playable characters yeah, yeah. like hey over here <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, milk for sale like it, it, there's it just felt like there's a lot of that like I, I could hear like wood being chopped in the background or something um but like, and that kind of milk, milk for sale. Yeah, wh- and that kind of took me out of it for 
a little bit for we sell I, health I, over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Now I'm just thinking about the prostitutes in uh, Zelda Two and how that that was a weird choice, right? I don't even remember that. Oh yeah, like in uh, Link's Awakening. No, no. Yeah, Adventures of Link no, or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. They go into like the little room with the like a red or blue dress girl. You know what I'm talking about, James? No. I, I don't remember that, and it. I owned that fucking game. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, and if you wanted magic, there was like this old lady with a staff. Yeah, yeah. And then you talk to her, and then she'd be like, your magic's full. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, the, the acting to say the acting is stiff would be understating it, I think, for most of these guys. Uh, I think you're right. The Marine guys were not bad. I, I mean, good. even even there, there's a bit of awkwardness, but they were definitely better than than most of the actors, I think, in the movie, because some of them are standout awful. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of view it as like they're stage actors because it's all supposed to be. Well, and I'm sure. Look, I, I don't want to come down too hard on them because I'm sure it's an awkward sort of filming experience. Oh, 100 percent. We got to do this and like you know we're gonna try to do this in one fucking take here and it's gonna be a long stretch before there's an actual cut and we get to the next part i can't Uh, imagine taking on filming like a scene where one fucking guy who's not even a main character he's just one of the mercenary guys fucks up and you just snap it's like i had that scene (laughs) And you fucking went and did that. Yeah. Now we got to start 20 minutes back. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Because like there wasn't, I mean, I didn't really pick up on any like major mistakes or like guys in the background that were doing something they shouldn't have. That's true. But it also at the same time kind of feels like it's just holding together. Like something oh, could go wrong oh, at any totally. minute sort of thing. Like that kind the of timing thing. of certain things of explosions of guy, you have to jump out the window at the right time and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But I mean, I think I'm pretty much exactly what you said at the very beginning of that was like, uh, how anything could go wrong and you're on whatever it's, I've heard like people talk about theater like that, like James sure, was saying. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and to be so fair to like the actors, I think I'm like wondering they're often not the focus of like the movie. So they sure. kind of have to exist in like his space. So they probably have to act super weird. Yeah. And and it's also a thing where I'm, you know, if you're doing theater, there's tons of rehearsal time to yeah. nail the, your part down. Whereas I'm sure with shooting a, this chicken soup for the soul movie, <laughs> there wasn't, I still haven't gotten over the yeah. fact that this is a chicken soup movie. Uh, I'm sure there's not as much time to get all that stuff. And then, and then if there is, if there's no fuck up, well, we're not going to fucking do that again. Like well, it, was yeah, good exactly. en- it was good enough. Right. Like- so this, but what you can notice for sure is that the acting part, like when they're actually talking and creating like tension and all that stuff, like that's the stuff where it's like, Oh, like some of this is bad choreography yeah, of action. explosions or, or like fighting. Yes. I feel like because they do so much prep, and they go through like the choreography of like how this fight's gonna go. It it just seems a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Like it just works better. Yeah, it's true. The the fighting and the action that part seems nailed down for sure. And that is the focus of the movie. That's the draw for people watching yeah. a Scott Atkins movie anyway. So I totally get that. I just found it hard to ignore some of the 
the painful stuff in between those moments. The action stuff is fucking awesome for the most part. But it, being that it's one camera angle, there's no cut to another camera angle. Right. Those fight scenes are even more like you can't hide. Yeah, you can't hide any errors, right? You can't hide like... Oh, he took a punch and his hand is actually like two feet away from his face. Yeah, it has to be well done, right? So. Yeah, that stuff is really impressive on a, on a technical level for sure. Especially once we get into, you know, once they've gotten there and those guys have attacked and they're kind of like hiding out in certain rooms in this base. And then we got Scott Adkins kind of creeping around. He comes out of a vent and he's he's like gets into some hand to hand stuff because the opening stuff's all gunfight stuff. Yeah. Um. Once he gets into that hand-to-hand stuff, some of that gets really impressive. Yeah, like you're saying, like the idea of it has to be on the button. Like you cannot, if you fuck it up and you're like, yeah, you fall over or whatever it is. Like then, oh man, when now we got to go back so far to like. Yeah, exactly. Even when he like gets out of that vent and he's kind of like crawling around, and then the camera follows him and it shows him hiding behind like some barrels and stuff it's very much like a video game like you got to yeah. get to here yeah. you get to this point checkpoint yeah. yeah i wonder if a lot of the background char- i guess they were all background characters for the most part how many were stuntmen because i'm guessing that three i wonder if the three uh army guys were other than Oh yeah, and it could be stunt work guys. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the terrorist guys too were were like stunt men and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. looking at any of them? No, no. French? We should have looked. I should have looked up. Yeah, they were French. They were speaking French, and it said something. There was a line about um, European, like radicalized Europeans. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they were speaking French throughout the movie. These guys. Uh, I want to look up the the main bad guy because Jess Lindholm. Jess, yeah, Lyadon, Lyadon. He's in. Oh, he's in the wrestler. Lyodin. He's in Maleficent. He's in lots of stuff. Uh, he was in that Holmes and Watson with John C. Riley. And- oh man, that was a good movie. <laughs> I never watched it. No? I'm being serious. No, it, man. I did. Did you try watching it, James? Which one? Oh, uh, Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw? Yeah, we covered it. (laughs) We covered it on the show. Yeah, it's pretty unbearable. Holmes and Watson. Yeah, I heard it was. I watched it first. I started watching it it and I could not watch it. Yeah, it was bad. Um, It was directed by Ethan Cohen, not to be confused with Ethan Cohen. Oh. Uh, But yeah, so what did you guys think of this main bad guy, uh, the leader of these guys? I mean, I liked him. He wasn't bad. He had a good look. Yeah, I'd, he had a good look. I'd follow him anywhere. <laughs> You're on board. Yeah, I kind of like I'm how glad you guys are too. He had a good look, right, guys? <laughs> I follow this guy. I kind of like how he uh, they made him like French. Yeah, and not just like Russian. I guess that's what. Yeah. That's at what first the I was easy... thinking they were all Russian. Yeah, that's what I thought. They <laughs> yeah. were all like Eastern European. That actually would have made more sense though. I think. If they were Eastern European. Well, these guys are just mercenaries. They just get hired to do whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, well, there was some you know, tr- there were some true believers in this group. Uh, you know, once we get into some of the. I know, but they talk about how don't they talk about how they're they're just hired this, to get the prisoner. He says this is what happens when you cheap out on mercenaries or something like that. Oh, I see. So there's like a core group 
of radicals, yes. and then they hire and they all the extra muscle. Yeah, I see. I, I see. Plus, sure they plus lie. they free the prisoners once they get there, and and kind of enlist them into the helping them. Right, like the and prisoners are given guns. Right, and they're obviously all terrorists. And they right, because they wouldn't the be Americans they wouldn't be at this right black away. side otherwise. Why else? Why are you there? <laughs> I'm innocent. Then why are you here? <laughs> Leave. Yeah, like they didn't j- run away. <laughs> why didn't they run off the island? Yeah, I'd be like deuces. These guys are killing everybody. <laughs> Well, even at that point, if you hadn't been a terrorist, you might want to get some revenge on these people who had been torturing you for several months. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, as we learn, the guy that they're there for to rescue, um, you know, he keeps saying how he's innocent and stuff. And then later on, there's like a tense situation where uh, the guys that are working on the base, Ryan Felipe and his assistant guy, they want to they want to shoot him and just like give him to the terrorists or whatever. Right. Either one or the other. They want to just give him up or else kill him. Um, and so then he finally like comes out with his thing where he, his backstory was that he wasn't a terrorist. He was a guy visiting his family at a wedding, yeah. The wedding got bombed by, you know, uh, Americans, which is like, this is all credible stuff that we know happens, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, his, his son was killed, his child. Yeah. And so then, then he was like enlisted to help out like financially or, or whatever, use his business as a cover for yeah, stuff. like shipping stuff. Yeah. So, and then that's, so he is kind of involved with this, but at the same time they did it in a way where it's like, okay, well I don't really feel like he's like a true villain or anything. So you could kind of like have some sympathy from his perspective. So I thought that was kind of interesting because at times the movie does seem kind of, kind of right wing. Like it's just like, I- wants to paint things black and white, but then other times they were like, Oh, let's try to like, flesh this out a little bit i wish they just had it just made it all fake like fake religious organization like fake country let's go back to making just fake countries right like just make them but just you get such into the i don't know you get into the fucking sand what's the word i'm looking for the mud whatever like weeds the weeds thank you uh where it's just like okay but now we gotta like parse all this out and i i think that's i mean that's why these liberals need to take the, these things out of entertainment because I was watching this movie and all I wanted to do was watch a kick-ass movie yeah. and not think about geopolitical situations from the early aughts. Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing is like you're saying it is it is feeling outdated. I mean, not that there isn't any like of this kind of terrorism still going on or anything. I mean, if you made something like if you made this in today's view or whatever, yeah, which they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made it today. They made it today, but we're, Hey, we're back in like 2008 or something. Right. They could do it with like, they could have even rewound it and said it was 2004 or something. I think it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be today. And there's a throwaway line that the he goes like something like why are we being shut down regime change right yes. what's the what's the new focus focus and there's an offhanded like snarky like domestic um, terrorism domestic terror like t- t- domestic terrorism thanks a lot Obama yeah <laughs> and it's just like Biden thanks a lot Biden yeah Biden well yeah and I'm uh, Obama like, I don't want to think about this. yeah I like I don't want to think about this can we just, just shoot people indiscriminate of religion well you can look at it one hand of like are they trying to have some sort of commentary or is it just like actually showing these kind of characters the way that they would act about that sort of thing i actually think like uh i know it was made last year 
but I feel like I have to say like a modern day version of this <laughs> would be like, uh, let's say a governor's mansion or a state house is being overrun with domestic terrorists and then a SEAL team has to come in and rescue the governor. And it's all, it's the same thing. It's all one shot and it can it just, all take place in one building feels, or one it compound. Feel more, more topical or more. Then I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting, you know, because obviously there is still, you know, radical terrorism happening and sourced out of places like the Middle East and stuff like that. But, you know, it, that hasn't been part of the like focus of the news cycle for a long time it doesn't feel like a current issue that we're thinking about a lot so then it doesn't it's like why why choose this setting why choose this uh well, backdrop also don't this? you find it weird that it's a it's a bunch of mostly white americans okay and french mostly white radicals that are fighting over south asian man and his like it's kind of like weird. Like, yeah. what are you supposed to get from these French well, radicals? Yeah, I don't know if we're supposed to get anything other than, you know, they were like, hey, maybe we shouldn't just make the bad guys a bunch of, you know, not white people like we normally would in this but type of movie. But every single prisoner <laughs> No, there is... was like two white guys. Was there? <laughs> yeah, I saw them. Oh. I was like, oh, there's a white guy. I was like, that's an interesting... Yeah. Um, okay, aside yeah. from the politics of it all. Yeah. We're getting bogged down. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite like... time somebody got shot in this movie? <laughs> so many. I mean, I do like the scene where they are barricaded in that one room and like all the sequences in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they're like was... piling guys up. They're, they're totally <laughs> like how uh, I honestly thought like how many of these fucking mercenaries are there? I've, there should have been more bodies. I've literally played that level. In uh, in uh, what's it called, Nathan Drake? Oh yeah, Uncharted. Yeah, there's literally a thing where you're in a hole just like that, and you're just shooting people. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like I was in the game, and there are so many. I you, I think you can't escape that because when you obviously when you're playing a video game, that's one of the views mm -hmm. is pretty much like the right there, and the can't whip around. You can do all that, so it's just so video gamey, and how they, they with the piling up the bodies, like I'm playing, you know. Yeah, Call of Duty or something like that. Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, Yeah, but there's just a lot of really fun. And I think that once, like I was talking about earlier, when Scott Atkins, he goes creeping to try to get to that other building so he can get the, the radio working because they've jammed the signals or whatever. Yeah. And then um, randomly Ryan Felipe shows up. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I thought you would see the turn where he would. Right, yeah. Um, but that's where you get some really fun handheld stuff there with the knife, the knife work that Scott Atkins is doing, some some thro throat slitting. Yeah. There's a lot of that, like, there's a good chunk of, okay, this is the, you know, the the the, the silent mission. Now you can't get yeah. spotted. Like, yeah. you're solid, you know, whatever. We're playing Metal Gear now. And then he's, like, <laughs> right, sneaking yeah. all fucking sneaking around, right? And then, the and then it, like, switches to, like, okay, now Splinter we're Splinter Cell, Metal yeah. Gear, whatever. And then, yeah, switch to... The, to the more full on, yeah. But okay, you see a lot of John Wick shit in this. There's some section. John Wick shit for there, sure. When, when the, they're not hay bales, but there's like the big 
stone things and he's like going around corners there's a lot of like the like shoot down shoot up yeah quick, shoot the foot shoot, shoot the, the foot, head shoot the head mm-hmm. bang bang one more up like yeah. i was kind of hoping for like a sniper scene where they were just like he, he'd have to like i don't know he kills a guy that's in a tower <laughs> and then he takes the gun and then he has to like shoot oh, a yeah. bunch of people that and then now I'm just thinking like a video game. But you could do a thing where somebody gets blown up and he gets pushed up. Oh, totally. Yeah. But you, then he follows them until they die. But then how could you get the bullet back? No, this would never work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, it's funny how like the amount of stuff you'd have to think of from the technical standpoint of how, how they did this or... Um, you know, like there's a scene later where Scott Atkins runs into a small hut and then they throw a grenade in there and then he has to jump out the window as it explodes right. out of the thing and then keep shooting and roll and, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Um, there's also that huge explosion that takes place in that hallway we we're talking about where they, they're having that siege standoff. Well, the suicide, and then bomb. suicide bomber guy comes right yeah. in and there's more of that religious and political stuff there. Um, but they send that guy in. Uh, they Scott Atkins sees that he's got a bomb on him, shoots him before he can like get all the way to the door. But then he still like blows up and like caves in all the. I thought that was pretty fun, like and fucked pretty much everybody up. Yeah, <laughs> from that point on, it killed everybody. Basically, everybody but the. So yeah, like our our CIA analyst, she's impaled. She's impaled, and then she lets it uh, known that the ultrasound that you saw in the helicopter. Yeah, it wasn't was hers. Act, it wasn't hers. It was the prisoner's the, wife. Yeah, so that's like just another way to sort of try to bait him into helping them. Is that yeah, and his wife in, is going to be killed, and she's pregnant with another kid. Yeah, and they're in the blast zone in yeah, DC, right, where this this uh, terrorist attack is. going to So wait, off. at the end, do they figure it out? I, I now I can't remember. Yeah, he he agrees to go with him. He's like, you better not be lying, and that's kind of like the end or whatever. Like. He's gonna go with him, Scott Atkins. To in my head, it's like more like a Frank Darabont ending, where like <laughs> they've gotten word that oh the bomb went the off. bomb's already gone off. <laughs> it's too late, and now he's just like so excited to see his family. <laughs> Shit, that's bleak, man. <laughs> hey, man, it's the mist. Yeah, I'm going to that uh, when we were young. <laughs> You're going to that when we were yeah. young show. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty stoked, but. Uh, <laughs> Put on some old band tees. <laughs> still got them. Still got my My Chemical Romance t-shirt. Just stretch that over me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'm trying, trying to think of other specific moments in, in fights and, and shootouts and stuff. Because there's lots of fun well, stuff while you're watching it. There's yeah. the there's the like the uh, physical, like the uh, hand-to-hand fight in the, the by the jail cell. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That, that was, was really good. Really Because at that point, the camera is following the sort of right hand man of the terrorist guy, and he's taking he's they've got the prisoner guy back. They're putting him in a cell, and then Scott Atkins comes in from off screen, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's the first point where because I forgot I was watching a one shot film and that it wasn't one shot, and then I was like, oh yeah, I think that was a cut. And there's a there's a cut where they um, he gets thrown up against the bars, and it moves into the, the to show like the, the prisoner from the pri- yeah from, from the out through the bars and then it's, and then it like swing like like whip whatever mm-hmm. back to the fight and i think that's where the cut would be 
Yeah, quite possibly. Um, it would make sense because like I, fighting. Like, I there's a, there's definitely it. cuts like when the explosion goes off and they cave in that room. There's yeah, a cut there. But what I thought was um, the that would be a good scene to cut in because that hand to hand fighting must have been like filming that and choreographing that must have been so difficult. That they yeah, couldn't. that was really cool too because that guy's like first at first he's blocking all of Scott Atkins' punches and and kicks and stuff. Yeah, it looked really impressive. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, like you deserve that cut there. Yeah, <laughs> you need a place to start from here with a fresh thing. But it doesn't, like I said before, like yes, even though you can pick out moments where there are cuts, it doesn't ruin the effect of no, it feeling doesn't like you're it. on this one take journey. Yeah, and that's what's important, I think, when you're doing this kind of thing. I would say I am definitely on board for mission number two, whatever they're gonna do. Two for, shot. Yeah. Two <laughs> shot. Uh, booster booster. You know what? Shot. <laughs> actually, actually, great idea. Two shot. One camera follows Scott Atkins, one camera follows the bad guy, whoever. And so you get two perspectives two and then they perspectives, come together. And then they come together. I like it. I like, there we go. Phone chicken soup right now. Get them on the horn. Chicken soup. <laughs> they only, they, guys, once again, they only distribute these movies. Oh. Stop ruining our They're fun. not green lighting this shit? <laughs> no. Okay. Are they going to do a novelization? <laughs> no, they Can you imagine trying to be the person who gets hired to write the novelization of this? <laughs> I will say this. If they novelized it, I would buy it. It's three um, pages long. Three. <laughs> so then there's so then there's a bunch of shooting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all those marine guys die basically in that hallway. Um, there's the one guy who had died earlier, and they had that sort of slow death scene for him or whatever. They were trying to help him on that table, and he slowly died. Didn't they give him morph. They gave him morphine. Yeah, and then he just dipped. <laughs> <laughs> threw, up, threw up the deuce. <laughs> deuces deuces I'm out that's how, that's how you're going if I show up as a ghost on the night I die just to say goodbye and just be like yeah double deuces double out. deuces I'm, oh, I'm out like Nick Kroll pour one of these lead. nudes out for you or whatever they are <laughs> neutral neutral yeah I don't know I don't know if I have much more to say yeah yeah I mean I think the fight with the with the boss at the end is pretty good too um, where he's like they're on the ground and there's like the knife is just out of reach. I right. like how the boss guy is like holding him underneath of him, yeah. Yeah. and he's just kind of like inching, like jumping them towards the knife. So yeah, can... I don't think we're doing service to the movie without. Like, well, it's that hard, was a that's good, hard to describe. That yeah. was a great, and that's the one thing that's hard with action movies that are so actiony that you can only describe like and then and then and then the, there's this cool then, part <laughs> and then the rocks went like to his left. But then I saw the the left and the right as well. Um, uh-huh. Had to be but there. That last scene, that last fight scene, was really awesome. Yeah, like it, it, and like I said, I think most of the action was pretty good. It's yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I I, I liked it. I liked the action. I mean, the other I can't I couldn't help it. The other stuff really did drag it down for me, um, just because it's like it was standout stiff and cheesy and bad like the writing right, was bad but you have to the say acting. for like Ryan Felipe I mean the guy's been in some real fucking movies and he's like he's the worst in the movie for god's sake yeah uh, I still say it's a you green think... screen slashed <laughs> he's not actually there <laughs> he's not actually there 
<laughs> but like for a a B action movie, like there's so many I know, of for, these for what movies. it is for a DTV thing, I shouldn't be hard on it. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's well, I mean, it is what it is. You can enjoy it. It's still yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the last episode or the last episode John was on where we talked about like, can you have a perfect movie and it not be tens? Right. A perfectly, right. perfectly what it, is. what it is. And I'm not saying this movie's perfect, like but jungle cruise. <laughs> I mean, kind of is perfectly what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. You kind of, you get what you get. I, I think I agree with you, Justin, that the acting kind of is a little too much to bear, but, uh, yeah, it, it does hurt it for me even like it's, and it's not like I'm expecting, you know, Oscar caliber performances, but, mm. <laughs> but well, actually, you know, what? but it, it stands what? out. Like it's actually painful. At times. Yeah. I want to yeah. back you up there, sir. You should be expecting Oscar caliber performances because stunts should be in the Oscars. Okay, well that part can get an Oscar in yeah. this movie. I mean, if you're not going for Oscar caliber, like what you know, you, what are we doing well, here? Don't even have you it. play. What are, we, what are we doing? Chicken soup. You play to win the game. Okay, Dustin. You play to win the game. Uh, I did think Scott Atkins was awesome. I mean, he he's exactly what he needs to be. He's tough. He's cool. He looks great. He's obviously. Uh, incredibly talented in terms of the martial arts stuff and all yeah. the physical performance. Uh, I just want to see him in that movie. I want to see him in a movie where it's like, this is legitimately, like even when we did Avengement, there was a lot of problems with that movie, but he was pretty fucking good in it. Yeah. So I think he can pull some shit off and I want to see him in a movie around that's surrounding him that's actually like really, really good yeah, and you- can catapult him where he should be because he's, he's fucking good. He's fucking cool. So... Left wing Hollywood, let Scott Atkins make a B tier film. Yeah, well, it's either that or he's going to have to, as um, Prayer of Jabez, are they starting up a film production crew? Are they going to start their own studio? I mean, I, we're going to have to do what's more the Scott thing, Atkins. The, what's the one where people, if you just posit, think positive thoughts, you uh, everyone was into it so the much. The power of positive the, thinking. Oh, oh the, the secret. The secret. And now where's their movie studio? Um, they probably have one. Yeah, you got to like have, <laughs> have pictures of like what you want in your wallet. So you look at it and <laughs> you then like. visualize your dream board, yeah, bro. You got to like have it on your mirror so you know like you're never going to achieve that yacht. <laughs> you got to have like a Ferrari up there. And Fuck. Pamela Ann. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Whatever. the things that everyone wants. <laughs> I'm curious, like, uh, I haven't looked into it, but like what Scott Atkins' best movie is, where he's the lead. Yeah, well, a lot of people think, um, I know one of the Undisputed movies that he's in, because there's, there's a series, Undisputed. It starts off with someone else in the first movie. I can't remember who, but then Scott Atkins is in some of the sequels. And there's one of those that is the one that people always rave about. I'll, I'll, we're going to look into that and uh, we'll have to do that movie. It's one of the undisputed. I, I mean, remember. he's in Hard Target 2. He's also in Hard Target 2, which we probably should we do probably just should out do. of like morbid curiosity. I did watch it. What's morbid about wanting to watch that? Well, because I, I doubt that it's it's gonna not be, good. It's going to be. Yes. Yeah, oh, isn't, it. isn't there a, uh, a Bloodsport 2? Yeah, there's, the, there's, there's like four or yeah. five Bloodsports. Oh, wow. With uh, oh, wow. the goo. Th- oh shit! The guy was on some sitcom. Guggenheim. Yeah. 
Steve, Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg Steve in the Bloodsport Bloodsport 2 Steve Gutenberg as Frank Dix <laughs> that I would watch yeah man oh that'd be great uh, so should we talk about Chicken Soup for the Soul yeah or yeah. should we get into this game I got oh we didn't even rate the movie though oh you oh, okay yeah we'll rate the movie first alright so rating guys what do we what do we got here James this was your flick Okay, so my personal reaction six, I uh, I liked it. Uh, I liked it enough to give it a six, I guess. <laughs> uh, so six uh, overall, five point four. I'm not the lowest this week. No, I get to be the lowest for once. Uh, yeah, my reaction's a five. My overall score is a four point eight because I gave the plot and the quotes and tropes a two each mm-hmm. those are those are pretty brutal in my opinion the plot you guys rated high you gave well, six I mean, to a plot the, hey, you know what I the felt, plot is high i but. felt good today <laughs> all right okay. caught john on a good day you get like <laughs> two little, of those a, a year <laughs> i mean six i mean jesus okay <laughs> all right my overall reaction i gave it a seven because i uh, yeah for what it was trying to do i think it did a really good job eh you know, and a 5.6, 5.6 overall. So that averages out between the three of us to a 5.3. It's pretty high. Pretty high. You should have been here last week because we had a huge tie. Oh, yeah. Pitch Black was tied with like eight other movies. Wait, oh, so- this is going to be a big one, too, though. Okay. 5.3. We got at 118 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman Returns. Atomic Blonde, Fast Five, Blade, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Lockout. Lockout should be higher. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. It shouldn't be. Lockout should be in the top 50. (laughs) (laughs) Top 50? So it goes behind Lockout. I'd put this ahead of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and behind the rest of them, I think. I mean, all those other movies are better movies, in my opinion. You hear that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a better movie than this. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is awesome. And uh, yeah, ahead of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, sure. (laughs) And Sean's like behind lockout. Behind lockout. (laughs) All right. So Uh, so what's that? Honestly, if I was going to be... I'd... It doesn't matter. My answer's not going to matter. But. New 123. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith's pretty good. I don't know. There's a lot of bullshit in it. There's, yeah, there's really it's fun romance, parts. You it's know. called romance. Look it up, Dustin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking news. You know who else has never heard of romance? His wife. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Trouble at home? <laughs> Well, we're not trying to kill each other with secret guns in the couch or anything yet. I don't know. Not in my uh, imaginary TV show I just made up for you in my head. Okay. Uh, what about, uh, tell me about some more movies produced by Chicken Soup for the Soul. Okay. John. So I'll just pick out a couple random ones here. Okay. This one's called Nude Girls. Nude Girls? Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> when Shane inherits a gentleman's club from his estranged uncle, he leaves his Midwestern home for pay, party life and Los Angeles. 
run by a booze hound, Dave Foley, and <laughs> employing a dozen wild and sexy strippers, Shane must do everything you can to save the club from bankruptcy and maybe make strip club history in the process. Wow. Wow, that's uh, something. What year did this come out? I just want to show... Uh, this came out in uh, 2014. I just want to show you guys. Oh, it's um, called Live Nude Girls on uh, on Letterboxd. What did I say? Just Nude Girls, I think. Oh, yeah, Dave Foley. Like, look at this photo of Dave Andy Foley. Andy Dick. Andy Dick. Dave Foley back together again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks like uh, some... This is post-divorce Dave Foley. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I got to feed my kids. His wife Andy Dick everything. is also in this movie. That's That's something. Okay, here's another one. This one's called Shark Lake. When a black market when a black market exotic species dealer named Clint is paroled from prison, something he let loose begins to make its presence known. Action legend Dolph Lundgren goes head to head with a bloodthirsty shark Fuck yes. that has a resort town under siege. As bodies wash up on the lake's shore, an ex-con Lundgren uh, must take matters into his own hands to protect his daughter fuck yeah 2015 where is this movie yeah where uh, is that okay movie? well I'm, I'm looking at it here on letterboxd i'm like so stoked from you reading this description to me and then the only the three people i follow in letterboxd who have rated this movie yeah. one star one star two stars <laughs> let's oh. read one of them <laughs> this guy's review says why do i do this to myself <laughs> <laughs> this one says dolph daddy versus bull shark kind of there is some so bad it's good material here. Perhaps I am too tired right now to fully appreciate it. Uh, tough okay. stuff. All right, here's one more. This is called American Hero from Zero to Superhero. Despite having superpowers, Melvin only lives for women, drugs, and crime. However, when things take an ugly turn, he must now use these special powers to take down a crime lord and win back his son. This movie stars Eddie Griffin and Stephen Dorff. Yeah. Eddie Griffin. Where you been all my life, Stephen Dorff? Um, this is rated by two people I follow in Letterboxd. One person gave it one star and one person gave it one and a half stars. <laughs> American Hero is a free and easy white trash superhero movie. Could have been something, but what kind of sketchy plot was that? Uh-oh. I'm telling you guys, I think that I'm going to start picking my movies from this list. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, okay, well, I'll watch the Dolph Shark movie for sure. Oh, I'm in for that. 100%. <laughs> anyway, James, what's your game? All right, I got a game. So since this movie came out in 2021... We're going to play a game involving movies that also came out in 2021. You mean last year? Last year's... We don't know when people are listening to this. (laughs) Okay, you could have just said last year. Could be like 2057 right now for somebody listening to this. Exactly. This is going to be... classic episodes This is going to be shot in outer space. from the past. (laughs) Oh man, I would die. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to read out uh, taglines... From these 2021 movies, and you have to tell me what movie it is, okay? So, this movie came out in 2021. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, is it a... <laughs> Dune. <laughs> no. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. This is a tagline to this movie. Jesus. The, uh, John, uh, the Care Bear movie. <laughs> 
Is Lion, there a Care Bear movie? Lionheart's Revenge. <laughs> Lionheart's Revenge. No. Starring Stephen Dorff. <laughs> also, uh, I'm going to say that uh, all of these movies, at least two of us have seen these movies. Oh, wow. Um, at least. Okay, yeah, so you have so. to give us the tagline. We don't get a lot of things to care about. We don't get a lot of things to care about. Give me an uh, actor. I care a lot. <laughs> I Buzz? care a lot. That was a movie that came out last year. No. This is a uh, top favorite movie of ours. Jesus. That's um, a shitty tagline, if you oh, ask me. Oh, is it, is it Nobody? No. God damn it. Alex Wolf. Oh, um... Adam Atkins. Alex Wolf is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Um, he was in that old movie, but what else was he in last year? Oh, um, pig. Buzz. Yeah, pig. Oh man, the answer is pig. All right, next one. The world needed a hero. They got a guy. Oh, hey, it's me. It's free guy. Yep, free guy. <laughs> got it. Ba-pa! Take that, Dustin. Oh, fuck. Right in the solar plexus. <laughs> Saving a prisoner to save the world. Oh, Jesus Christ. Saving a prisoner. Is it? Is it one shot? It's one shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sneaky. You got it. Oh, man. Uh, gone today, here tomorrow. Is it the new Bill and Ted's movie? <laughs> no. I think that was already a couple years ago, wasn't it? Gone today. Gone today, here tomorrow. I feel like I've heard this one. Is Michael Chiklis in it? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know then. Greenland, I don't know. It's got Mel Gibson in it. Oh, that racist video of him on the side of the highway? <laughs> that wasn't from last year. Buzz. Could have been. Is Could've it boss level? It's boss level. All right, last one. This should be really easy. Okay. Never underestimate a nobody. Hey, it's Mr. Nobody. It's Mr. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Was that one of those rubber guys with the big nose or whatever? (laughs) All right. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon, uh, on Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Guys!